0: Hello, welcome to episode 18 of the Therapy Tales podcast with me, Dawn Walton, with my microphone further away from me, because the theory is that I'm too loud and not that Jess is too quiet, so um, if I'm quiet as well as Jess is quiet, then you can turn the volume max on your um, thing and hear both of us. And handing over to Jess on that note.
1: (laughs) That's the working theory at the moment.
0: It's the working theory, so I'm sure you'll give us feedback.
1: I'm normal, she's not. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, that, that was
0: the theory, yes. So I'm, I'm, I'm Dawn Walton and I'm a the human therapist and you are?
1: I am Jess. The What am I today? Well, today we're going to be talking about a different topic, not so much about dogs, right? So yes. today I'm going to be a bit of a student and the questioner perhaps. Okay. Because um, we've got a similar theme coming up um, on the walk. So when you get to come on the educational walks with us, and when I'm in dog trainer hat mode, we um, have Dawn taking part in most of the walks especially the ones where she gets paid
0: <laughs> that is not unreasonable
1: <laughs> that's not unreasonable and um, so she's available for people to speak to and there's a common theme popping up at the moment with parents um, and they have children going to school and I believe you said the statistic is a third of the kids are now looking to have gender, gender sorry, change which is quite girls 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 to
0: boys okay it's not boys to girls it's girls to boys is the current trend and in fact if you go to amazon (coughs) you'll find a book on um transgender why are girls going to boys transgender so it's been around long enough and it's a big enough thing but somebody's written a book and published a book on how to deal with it
1: and so the generation that's my age and i always think of everybody else being older because i don't have any kids i'm older um, but the generation that's my age and younger with children going through this just now um, there's a lot of I don't know if anxiety is the right word to use but anxious parents that they're not understanding why this is happening and their and beautiful little girls are now going I want to be a boy I don't want to be a girl and so your theory is that they don't actually want to be boys at all they just don't want to be girls
0: yes so it's know—we you know we know there is an issue when you get to high school wanting to fit in it, we've, we've talked about this before it's that primitive Caveman need to belong to a group and it's one of the reasons that people who are gay have struggled so much because you need to be Accepted you need to feel you belong and it's not traditionally been a thing that's been accepted particularly well, so um, When you get to high school when you're super aware of who you are you're starting to work out who you are you're fitting in Then these things tend to come to the surface and people tend to feel like they don't fit in so there's always been trends, there's always been things that people are into. So I'm an 80s kid, you know, I I got Smash Hits magazine, I got the lyrics for all the songs, I was into Wham! and Nick (laughs) Kershaw and all those sort of things and neon pink leggings. And uh, You know, that was me, I was an 80s kid. Everybody in my school that was female had a perm, except me. Wow. Right, like (laughs) everybody had a perm. All these people with their straight hair, ended up with massively curly hair in the 80s so you know the trend was perms big hair big hair big earrings leg warmers all of that sort of stuff
1: and so I was the friend generation of straight 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 and uh, hair that is <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and the the goths were the the sort of trend at the time right okay. I was not a goth no. I came I became a goth later yeah And sort of into that later but not at school And um, yeah, I think that the parents are probably less concerned about that. Yeah, we're, we're used to
0: that, right? So we're used to emos
1: and goths, yeah. darkened
0: roomed, black And, and we all
1: assume that that's just going to pass. You're going to grow up at some point. Yeah, yeah. But this is different. This changing your sexuality is a, is a scary yeah. level, right?
0: Yeah, so the problem with it is, is actually it's still a trend. It's exactly the same thing as being emo and goth or punk or whatever. It has a language that goes with it. It has tiktoks that go with it it has um a look a feel a way of talking um and a group of people that can easily be identified and that's exactly what a trend is right it's it's, it's how they belong that the, and it comes from what people don't realize is it comes from anime now anime is a more palatable form of japanese manga now if you've ever seen japanese manga it's bile stuff it is it massively sexualizes or desexualizes women in the you know you will get women being raped by monsters routinely wow. um, you will get cute animals turning into horrible beasts and doing violence. So it's quite dark very very dark i won't watch it anymore my, my husband used to watch it when um we were first together i hate it i refuse to watch it it's horrible stuff it's vile um, and the men tend to be fairly androgynous. They tend to not be very masculine men. So what you get is girls with big tits and big boobs and big butts and all this sort of stuff um, and all sorts of horrible stuff done And they're watching
1: this quite young, aren't they? So, cartoons.
0: So manga is, you know, I would, I would have been horrified if my child went near anything man- manga-ish. But then, so what you've got now is you've got anime, which is based on manga. It's slightly softer, but not much. So all those characteristics that you have in that manga are in it. So it's all about people dying and being killed. It's about, so the men in it are, are not really masculine men. They wear um, what you might class as a princely outfits, you know, long flowing coats. They have floppy hair. Um, they usually um, are gay. And in relationships with other men, the women have big boobs and big butts and are treated like commodities.
1: So if you're a young girl, and this is the idea of being a woman is this, you might actually not want to do that at
0: all. And you combine that with all the Me Too stuff, where being a woman is dangerous, you know? Being a girl, there's so many stories, there's so many demeaning things, and you know, most days, these days, we're allowed to be free thinking, we're allowed to have our own minds and our own intelligence, our own opinion. So to be in an environment where you're treated as a second-class citizen, there is a risk of being attacked, you're very aware of the risk it's all over the media, and so being a girl is not a great a thing to narrative. be, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And, so, and then you've got this alternative reality that is everywhere, the Danganronpa and all these sort of things, My, My Hero academia, uh, academia, all these sort of things. Parents don't know any different, but you'll notice that most of them have age limitations on, which the kids obviously all get around. And parents have no idea so so the first one, I can't even remember what it was called was one that um, my child wanted to watch and it was a game and it was a, a real, it was a text based game so it had screenshot images of these four girls and then a text box and then you you choose options in the storyline but the options in the storyline led to one of them getting stabbed, wow. one of them hanging herself because she was talking about being suicidal and, and actually my, my child was quite young at the time and what it with her dad because that was the deal and then she was uh, disturbed by it but a year or two later she was. everybody was into it Wow. And, um, and this is what they all watch so all of them watch it, I can pretty much guarantee if you've got a 12 to 14 year old kid they are watching one of the anime and they will upgrade to the more serious ones from the lighter ones and what that means is they get into cosplay, cosplay is dressing up as the characters that you like and the ones that they like are the men. Because who wants to be the sexualized woman that is a second-class citizen? So they all take to the men. So they all start dressing.
1: Like that. Like toys. Which is fine, unless we get to the, the realms of, I want to cut my boobs off.
0: So the problem is that what happens is they don't just go, I'm being this character. So the most common name, by the way, is Ash, because Ash is one of the most common names in these these stories, right? Wow. Ash is one of the things. So you'll, you'll see a lot of the girls in school are becoming boys, but they're not becoming boys. They don't like boys. You know, my child doesn't like boys, is scared of boys a lot of the time, um, and, and doesn't want to be a man. But we'll talk about being a boy, wanting pronouns as he and him, and they kind of go, I'm a boy, but they're not a boy. They're an anime male character. And that's how they
1: dress. So if parents were viewing it as more like a cartoony stage, it yes. would be more platable, but how, what advice would you give to somebody who has a, a girl who comes home that may be developing, because this is prepubescent sort of, you know, coming into themselves um, and they're, presumably their bodies are going through changes and they're starting to go, well I don't really want these little lumps forming, yeah. um, and it's quite severe to hear your child wants them taken off, Yes. or, or one of those, what do you call those wrappy binders, a binder to stop them from showing. So the first
0: thing will happen is they will start talking about binders. If you're lucky they will talk to you about them. If you're not lucky, if you don't have that kind of relationship, they'll just do it. And if they're not switched on and you're not able to have conversations with them, they'll get a binder and they'll wear it all the time, which will do them damage. Or they'll get one and that's can It time. do damage. It does damage. It physically damages them. So you, you've, got a developing, you've got a developing girl and you are constraining that development. So you should never wear a binder through the night.
1: And as you said before, they're not aware unless they've experienced. So they're not going to see, well, how we see, is that in the future, Big in a few years, they're going to have potential regrets or um, damage themselves, whereas just now, they just go, this is what I want now. Yeah.
0: So they want to, they generally, and so there are, by the way, this is, this is a general trend right now, like emo, like goth, like this. This is not somebody who is trans because they've hated their sexuality their whole life. So my child was a princess. Dressed in pretty dresses, loved makeup, loved doing the hair. Absolutely, so you see it as
1: just a passing up until phase.
0: two years ago, there was absolutely no hint. My child wasn't even a tomboy. I was a tomboy. My child wasn't even a tomboy. She was like proper princess, to the point where we're like, whose child is she? Because you know, <laughs> it's not mine that's got all these things. So there was no unhappiness and dissatisfaction with being female. No sign of it now. In uh, not sure what the right term is but in when somebody um feels they're born in the wrong body yeah right from a young age they will be showing signs you as their parent will know they will not want to dress girly they will not want to play girly stuff it's very different and they will be very unhappy with being identified as a girl this is different this is somebody who has changed with no clues no warning and just is talking about the characters they want to be so they want to play a character but they are children so they don't know the difference between playing a character and being a boy so they they fully into it I want to be a boy so I want my tits cut off and I want to have hormones now luckily <laughs> the law says you can't take hormones until you're 16 because Which is
1: still too young really it's
0: still too young but <coughs> it used From to a, not a have that law respect. in place um, and it still gets questioned so Um, So if you've got a child that's playing dress up, being a boy, it's absolutely fine. Who cares, right? If you don't want to be seen as a girl, if you want people to look at you and go, there's a boy, no risk whatsoever. If you want to wear a binder when you're getting dressed up and you're going out, so that you flatten your chest, absolutely fine, as long as it's the right fitted one, it's not too tight. Wear it to go out like a bra, right? it's like your bra's too tight you take it off when you get home and you go okay now i'm same sort of thing right so wear it to go out so that you can minimal damage yeah so like a goth would you know do all their makeup and an emo would do all their makeup to go out but you know when you just get out of bed in the morning you've not got all of that stuff on so it, it's the role that you're playing and that's absolutely fine the problem is in this particular unique situation they can't tell the difference between they're playing cosplay and dress up as their favorite characters and they're being a boy, so they're all talking. I'm being a boy, and being a boy means I don't have tits and I don't um, I don't have periods, and you know I I don't have to go through that. So the rest of my life I want to be a boy, and and it's like that's not actually what you want, but it's terrifying for the parents.
1: Yeah, I mean I've spoken to quite a few parents who are really um, upset by this, and and I was around when one of my friends' kids, girls came out and said um, I want to be known as this name and yep. I want to you know, be a boy now and um, they didn't know how to react they were much calmer than I was I, I was don't be so silly yes you know and um, that's ridiculous and and as you said very much going along with she's very creative she likes to design things she likes to dress up likes to do makeup all yep. that kind of stuff so this is up. I can see this from this perspective now. That's the character that she's playing, yep. and she's not got the complete brain to understand how it fits in with being an actual man. Yeah. Um. But what terrifies me is because there will be some of them that will go on to take that role as an adult later on. Yeah. Um which is fine, that's their choice. But how can they have choice or free will when they don't have a completely formed brain, right? Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, and that that's the challenge because they don't know the consequences, but we do. And it's really scary when you go, but that's going to mean, that's going to mean, that's going to mean. And, you know, one of the things we've learned um, about puberty is puberty's, we know puberty does all sorts of amazing things to the body. I mean, you think about the process that your body goes through and changes. It's just phenomenal. But one of the things that's really interesting is, you know, my child... Um, when they were about two years old, we realized they were intolerant to gluten. Wheat, really, not just gluten, but... um, And we we just did it by a process of elimination because there was something up and we just thought we'll take wheat out first and that seemed to sort it. So up until they were like 11 years old, they were intolerant to wheat. They made them really old. They were sick in the car. like massive, just could not tolerate any sort of wheat. And then they hit puberty. They're not wheat intolerant anymore. There's no problem, they can eat anything, any bread, any products like that, absolutely. All that's happened, the only difference is puberty, right? So th- imagine the scale that you can go from like this massive intolerance that made you really ill and the changes that happened in your body. So there's lots of changes that happen in our bodies that we don't know about with puberty. There's lots that we do know about. So one of the things that I explain to my child, because the way I see it is my role as the parents is to make sure that no permanent damage is done. I want my child to be happy, I want my child to not care what anybody thinks of them. I want them to be <laughs> just happy in themselves and be free to be whoever they want to be. I also want them to be safe to talk to me about it.
1: So the, the difficulty as a parent is that when you say, when you understand that this will cause damage yes, and you want to save the child from the its future self, you want yeah. to save that from its present self, you don't want to be the bad guy. So you have this fine line of, yes. I'm the responsible party but I also don't want to ruin my relationship enough yep. that the kid does it anyway without yep. telling me
0: exactly, so that's, that's, that is the fine line and it is a fine line because I want my child to talk to me and that means they're going to say things to me that I'm going to be going oh my god you can't do that and freaking out inside but I need to be able to have the child feel it's okay to talk to me Because if I react badly, as you say, they'll go and do it anyway because rebelling is far more fun (laughs) than just, you know, it's, it's way cooler. I mean, we've always disappointed my child terribly by being supportive and accepting, you know, when they came home and said, I fancy girls, I'm like, cool. (laughs) For me, that meant you can't get pregnant, so we're good, you know? (laughs) Apparently, that was not an appropriate response. He was like, what? (laughs) But, you know, so for me, I I really don't care, you know? I'm like, I want you to explore your identity, be happy being yourself, and not need to to be anything for anybody else. And I want you to be able to talk to me about that. But that means I have to accept that sometimes you're going to tell me something that I understand the consequences of, and I'm going to have a massive reaction to I'm lucky because my other half and I can talk about it and we'll just go, oh my god, in the background, but but to them So you keep
1: a cool face to kids? Keep a cool face
0: to them because they don't understand what I understand and my goal is I need them to keep talking, I need them I need to not give them something to kick off against because then they'll get on a path that they can't get back from because they're making a point.
1: And you become the bad guy And I become the bad the guy.
0: But okay. at the same time you've got a duty of care to say yes. I'm not going to let them do anything that's going to physically permanently damage them. So it's a case of I'll buy you a binder. Let's go and research the right binder to use. You know, here's the rules of engagement. I'll buy you it, but you shouldn't use it overnight. You'd only use it this. Make sure it fits right, all of that. So we'll, we'll have a discussion. I'm like, me, I'm going, you don't need a binder. I don't want you to have a binder, but actually... It's not all about you. You had a child
1: to give it free will, it's right? It's not about <laughs> me, and if I don't
0: <laughs> give them a binder, they'll get one from a friend at school And it'll be the wrong one and then they'll do the wrong things with it so we'll have a conversation about it so so my child would tell their friend no you can't do that you shouldn't wear it at night would actually tell them off for that because they understood this kind of thing so by being
1: that parent you're actually helping other kids
0: yeah so my child helps the other children with it and but you know all the time you've got tiktok running in the background and you've got all the influence of all this sort of stuff and then you know the ability of them to they're a visual generation they look at something and they believe it so they look at something on TikTok or Snapchat and they believe it. And you're just like, you're not that stupid. Why are you believing that? So when they talk about um, having their tits cut off, so I have a friend who's just had a double mastectomy because of cancer. It's a brutal operation. And I've said, to my child says, I want my tits cut off. And I'm like, well, you should go talk to my friend. And she's like, that's not the same operation. I'm like, it's exactly the same operation. It's just, it wasn't her choice to have that. But it's exactly, you go talk to her about what that means to have that happen. And, uh, but at the end of the day, they're just like, yeah, but I want it. And you go, okay, you can when you're 18. You can when you're 18. Because actually, I know that you're they're a very different then. person <laughs> they were a year ago. And by the time they're 18, actually, if they genuinely still at 18 feel... They don't like their female body, which it's never been up until now. And there's no sense of not liking a female body. It's only wanting to be...
1: Which is perfectly normal. I remember not liking mine. I mean, I was yeah. I was a bean. I was it a tall, sucks. skinny bean. And, and we're all growing. I mean, you've mentioned this before, um, where you know teenagers grow at all different rates. They go out, they go up. And so you've got a whole bunch of kids trying to fit in desperately because yeah. their brain's telling them to fit in in a group. when I mean, they're all looking completely different, so they all feel awkward. They're at a different stage of their development. And I mean... I remember feeling like oh my god I'm a freak right and looking back it's it feels ridiculous to even think that but I remember feeling it yeah. you know, I'm, I'm a foot taller than everybody else yep and had had no female attributes until much later yep so I'm a beanpole pole amongst all these people that are starting to you know I want to say the word blossom, but that sounds really icky. No, I
0: know. <laughs> but yeah, it, so, so it's that stop motion visually, video, you know. Sometimes you grow out, sometimes you grow up, but everybody compares their stop motion to a different everybody stage is. of everybody else's. You want to fit in, motion. you want
1: to be safe. They right? want to fit
0: in, right? So it all comes down to fitting in. So one of, so the of the things. So
1: part of the anime thing is going to be the fitting in thing as fitting well. Fitting in,
0: and being that character in anime, which is an androgynous male with no particular male attributes. They are not very masculine males at all. And so they want to be a boy. Yeah, they want to be an anime boy, not, uh, you know, so if... so It's not really a
1: man and it's not really a woman.
0: Yeah, so, so my husband, you know, with the child was like, well, I'll, I'll treat you like I would treat my son. <laughs> they don't like it at all. They hated it. They hated him interacting with them as if they were a boy. That doesn't work for them at all.
1: It's so interesting, isn't it? It's a
0: character, it's a role, it's an emo, it's a goth, it's a thing like so
1: what that. what would you say to a parent that was, well, I have heard you say it, but what would you say um, to parents that haven't had a chat with you? Um, because we, we get them saying very similar things, and they're freaking out about it, they don't know how to react to yep. it. Uh, is it a passing stage that they should be relaxed about? What would you say was the most important thing?
0: Um, I think the most important thing is to maintain your relationship with your child. So not to be the thing that they can rebel against because we need to let them have a get-out-of-jail-free card. We need to be able to let them explore themselves, explore our identity. We're not getting fixed into a path because they're proving a point. So schools will make it really easy for you to change your name on the register and be referred to by he, him straight away. No parental permission is actually needed. The, The government supports trans rights to the degree. They'll even be allowed to use the boys' toilets, which I have a real issue with. Why would you want to use a stinky boys' toilet Would you not just
1: have a unisex toilet anyway? Do you know what?
0: We all grow up with unisex toilets, right? Why do we actually have to gender toilets when we all grow up with unisex toilets? I mean, isn't
1: there like six to eight genders or something now? Yeah. So (laughs) so I
0: I actually think life will be a lot easier. So when we go on large trips, we stop at the services, and my child will not go to the toilet because they feel uncomfortable going into the girls' toilets, and they don't want to go into the men's toilets... And <sighs> you actually you need a key for the disabled toilet so it's really it's a it's, it's a tricky. real problem it's a huge problem so yeah um, but I my goal is to be the safe person that they can always talk to so to be safe and non-judgmental but also my goal as a parent is to protect them from anything that physically changes them that they might regret at a later stage so they can't come back from so my, my job is always to stop anything permanent happening Do so you think it's
1: worthwhile the schools talking about this
0: I think it's really hard for the schools to talk about it because I don't think they understand it in this They're way. They're trying to be
1: politically correct, aren't they? Because yeah. they, al- they allow the, the name changing and the yeah. record changing.
0: Absolutely. And so the the you know as I say there is, I, I know somebody whose child was a girl, and absolutely miserable, absolutely hated being a girl, was able to go trans, dress as a boy, change their name, and absolutely is. Pleasant and engaging and living their life and it's not even that they're talking about all the other stuff that's enough for them to be interacted with as a boy and they are a totally different person. In that situation, then that person is probably going to be miserable once they've developed fully as a woman
1: to have to live their life as a woman. But you're saying it's a longer term And So thing. it's a longer
0: term thing. So what I have, what I'm observing is a trend in the same way as emo goth and punk and my 80s stuff with the perm these are trends and everybody goes along with each other and it gives them a, a, a brand and an identity and a way of dressing and uh, things to talk about and music and tv and dress all of these things are all part of the trend and that's absolutely fine
1: so uh, in my usual style my brain is going how does this relate to dogs right so to make this fair I've just
0: got a tutu on one of your dogs just now I'm a very visual person it's like how does it relate to dogs okay the dogs are wearing tutus well
1: aren't aren't we lucky or me rather you don't have any dogs (laughs) aren't I lucky that I don't get um, gender reassignment issues with dogs yeah I haven't come across it yet Um, so we do have dogs that display uh, more feminine attributes and dogs that display very masculine attributes and so on um, but they, they seem to be more like this is what I am rather than this is who I need to be. Um, but one of the things that I was thinking about when you were talking there is different ways to deal with it, but um, different parenting types. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if we have talked about this in our podcast before. Um, so the three different parenting types that they talk about would be authoritarian, authoritative and permissive. Okay. So um, just for everybody listening, authoritarian is your Hitler type parents who are this is what i've said to do you better do it uh, and no questions asked no answers given yeah. do it because i said yeah uh, authoritative is do it because so they are about to go into the road and get hit by a car please stop yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> because this is going to happen right and um, so they, they tend to um, everybody wants to be that guy that the leader that's giving the the reasons yes permissive would be um do whatever you want you know, not yep. necessarily I don't care, but I, I feel like you can do learn what you want your and mistakes you'll learn. And, yeah. Yep. And there's fallout from these types of parenting. So when you're um, too much a dictator, you tend to get rebel rebellious children. Yeah. And, and permissive as well. You tend to have if there's no boundaries, they tend to go, Well, where is the boundary? I need a boundary. Yep. But also that can create anxiety. Yeah. Um, because there isn't any limit and who am I, what do I do? I need and, and we do as vulnerable or young need someone to direct us.
0: we we do need to know because of the lack of understanding of consequences so our brains aren't developed enough for understanding consequences then each thing we do could be lethal and could have massive consequences and you can't teach a child that by just telling them because their brain doesn't understand but you can show a child that by engaging in their world and in their reality and I think that's that's the thing that has the most power because those three that you just described neither of them works in itself you know
1: oh, well absolutely one of the things that I think was really helpful for me to learn uh, way back was um, we, we ideally want to be authoritative but we can go between, we can sometimes say we don't need to give a reason, you need to stop, this is dangerous Yeah. and we can sometimes go, do you know what, go and climb the tree and learn how to to fall and pick yourself up that's okay, yeah. so we can go between Yeah. but what would happen then so as you were talking earlier i'm thinking to myself um what if a parent is listening who's already said or who has and i don't know why this is completely sexist but imagine a male masculine um personality that says you are not getting to do that you will not get a binder i don't be ridiculous um so somebody who's behaved that way and the child's already gone well i'll do it anyway yeah. and i'll not just tell i'll not tell you about it yeah you know how would you recover from that I know that's a hard question
0: yeah and it does really depend on the individual I I mean if you want to recover from it as well you might just go you know I'm not having this kind of behavior in my house Um, but I always find discussions and I always find making it personal um, so I, I provide fact and context I think for me are the two things so I'm like you know I was, uh, I was reading a story about somebody with binders the other day, and this kid that had ended up with infected chest because the, they'd worn a binder too long. Now, I haven't read the story, but I know there are stories like that. It can cause infection. Um, I know there's stories like that because my child told me when they were researching binders, right? So I teach my child how to find information and how to make decisions, but authoritatively will say, no, that's not gonna happen. So, the, like at the moment, my child wants uh, septum piercing. And now, last year on their birthday, at this time of year actually, they got their first ear piercings. And they had to leave their ears piercings in for six weeks or whatever, and then on they your were birthday. On her birthday. Is it her birthday just now? Uh, at the end of July. Ah. So, um, <coughs> so first ear, ear piercings, took them, had them close to the birthday, had the ears pierced when it came to take them out and replace them they got sore so one of them was really sore i said well there's a couple of options you can do you can get like put the original ear piercing back in which was um a kind of a special one um or you can just go with one ear i'll just go with one ear then um sometime later the one ear was a bit sore to chase the earring on and just gave up on it, so ended up now we have not got pierced ears because <laughs> it was too sore, right? So about three or four months ago, I want my nose pierced, right? So we're like, that's sore, you know, that's quite sore, and, and that's going to hurt, and um, and they're like, yeah, 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 but I really want it. And, and, and so in this context, it's like, but do you remember when you had your ear pierced? And then they were like, well, that was because, and that was because, I'm like, yeah, but still, is the kind of easiest place. That was fine. They didn't actually get infected, and they were too sore for you. Do you think a nose is going to be any better? Well, you know, I'm like, well, I'll tell you what. You can do it when you're 16. I'll let you do it when you're 16. So you, if you want to do it when you're 16, they turn it's 14 a this year, right? right? So I'll let you do it. I'm not saying no. I'm just saying you can do it when you're 16. I said, but if you want to do it sooner, you can prove that it's okay by buying one of those clip-in nose rings because. Actually they had a clip in nose ring and it got sore, so they kept taking it out. Right? So I like, can get a clip in nose ring and wear that, but it gets really sore. I said, do you think something that's spiked through your nose is not going to be sore? So, so you know in our house, because of our relationship, we, we have discussions and negotiations and we have a battle of wits quite often. So it is not a dictatorship. I don't say you do it and it's not simply me kind of going this is the reason why because I understand their brain can't understand what I'm saying. So I will draw on their experiences to say, you know, when you did that, this will be worse. Mm -hmm. And if they really don't listen, I'll just go, you can do it when you're 16.
1: Having children just sounds like a completely irrational decision. (laughs) It's (laughs) never (laughs) a rational decision.
0: Nobody (laughs) rationally chooses to go through the process. No woman is going to (laughs) rationally choose to go through the process of being pregnant and giving birth it is not a rational decision (laughs) it is a great thing i love having my kid and totally changed my life and i have never laughed as much as i have since i had my kid so most amazing person but um i am really glad that i do what i do because i don't actually think she'd be alive if i didn't do what i do (laughs) you know i mean just genuinely i think i think some of the things that they faced as challenges in primary school and stuff they would have killed themselves i i and that you know And even with knowing what I do, even with our open relationship, there's still risks in it. But every now and again, I will go into parent mode. It's my job to be parent sometimes. I will say, I am your parent. I am responsible for keeping you safe. I don't care whether you like this or not. This is my choice. I will take your phone off you. I will do whatever's necessary to keep you safe. If you've got a problem with it, tough. (laughs) So I will do that sometimes. And sometimes you have to take, take ownership of the issue. So things like hormones and having your tits cut off, Fine, you're not going to have it. I'm saying you're not going to have it. You can't go off and do it without me anyway. So, you know, if you want to do it when you're 18, fine, that's your choice.
1: And, uh, but you're convinced that by the time she's 18 she'll probably...
0: I, I have a child that two years ago had absolutely no inkling whatsoever to be any sort of gender other than the one they were. They have explored their sexuality, they have explored their identity, they've gone through all sorts of things. I saw the change, it happened in a relationship in a very specific context and now w- the context doesn't apply anymore, mm. they're stuck in, in a channel with it. you know. And they know they are, and they're still exploring. And who, who needs to be fixed? You just need to be happy. You need to be happy with who you are.
1: So <laughs> don't worry about it so much. It's, a, it's, not a big thing, it's likely to be a phase. So yeah, it is. Be.
0: Your job as a parent is to make sure nothing permanent is done as a result of this phase. And your job as a parent is to be aware that if they feel they don't fit in, if they feel they're not being heard, if they feel they don't belong, that's far more risky than them dressing like a boy and denying their birth yeah. gender and all, all the things that make it really hard for us to go, but that's my little girl. That's Keeping our nothing. emotions
1: on the, on the shelf at that yeah, yeah. So is it, is it a good idea or a bad idea to say to the child it's just a phase?
0: It's not necessary because they have no understanding of consequences so to them they don't know what a phase means and actually if you try and say it's just a phase you're going to diminish it they're going to go no it isn't this is what i'm going to be like for the rest of my life we'll fight you? yeah so um there's a term which is don't don't give them the bottom of the swimming pool so if you're in a really deep swimming pool and you want to get to the top if you go to the bottom you'll get to the top quicker right you're giving them something to push off whereas if they're floating around in the middle it's a lot harder so don't become the bottom of the swimming pool for them to push off against don't become the thing that they kick off against that will mean that it can be a phase. And you're just like, I don't care. And well,
1: then you have two problems. You have the initial problem plus the problem of a child fighting you and, and you being the bad guy. Yeah, yeah.
0: And and I don't care. I mean, I genuinely couldn't care less what gender my child is. I, That's none of my business, you know. <laughs> what they do in their life is none of my business as long as they're happy and as long as they don't do anything permanent they're going to regret with their child
1: brain. <laughs> Good. That's quite a nice place to stop. Okay. Thank you all for listening. We'll speak again soon.